Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much has been a good week here. It's January 24th, 1997. It is. And we watched an episode of 9021 Milton Berle. <laughs> yeah, called a uh, Life Sentence because they're trying to fake us out. I guess. <laughs> like, there's no way that would happen, but um, this I, is the episode where Dylan is being sentenced. Yeah, I think uh, Milton Burles is the life sentence, though. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Milton Burl, Uncle Milty, for those of you who uh, are unfamiliar. So this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be the episode where Carol calls me a grandpa, probably the most. You think? Of huh? Any episode? Yeah, because I'll probably reference things from Milton Burl's comedy past, uh, Mister Television. The man who stole a thousand jokes and uh, the biggest penis in Hollywood, apparently. I don't know. Gross. That's what they say. Like, seeing him as a 86-year-old man? Yeah. And knowing he has a giant penis? <laughs> it's just weird. My brain cannot compute. Maybe it shrunk as it got older. <laughs> maybe. You know, you know how uh, old people, they, they shrink down. Right, right. Yeah, maybe, maybe that happens, too. <laughs> Shriveled up. <laughs> so it was once a mighty redwood, and now. <laughs> In this episode, I think I got mad at almost everyone. Yeah, except for Brandon and Valerie, and I guess David and Claire, who are essentially at this point they're just wallpaper. Yeah, the <laughs> basically furniture in the room. Yeah. And if they're not banging each other while space aliens watch, they're just doing nothing. Right. No, they're just there to make it weird uh, with Donna. Right. (laughs) Yeah, to remind us that they used to date, but apparently Donna's just okay with them now. So weird. Although... You called it, though. Hmm. that That she would be instantly okay. That there'd be no hurt feelings or anything. Yeah. That's just, you know, to make it, it just, they got to make it work somehow. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little tired. They're like a, they're like a, uh, a married wasp couple uh, whose kids are still a little bit too young for them to get divorced. They got to make it work somehow. Right. Although in the beginning of the episode. Charles and Muffy are coming over for a dinner party. We've just got to make it work. Ew. <laughs> Charles and Muffy. Yeah, because they're wasps. Muffy. Connecticut's. They're a Connecticut family, in my mind. Beginning of the episode. Claire and David did do something. Yeah. they Because they were with kissed. Nat. Oh, yeah. And uh, getting the new club all set up that he is still somehow going forward with without Steve. I didn't realize they actually talked him into it, but they did. Yeah, David apparently talked him into it. And 
They open in a week, and the place looks like it mm-hmm. has been. It, it looks like the aftermath of an Iraqi uh, like rec center. <laughs> it's been bombed to shit. Yeah, it it looks awful. It's completely gutted, and they're like, "Oh, you're opening in a week." I mean, you know, they've got a lot of people working in there, so yeah. But seriously, like that's that's a lot of work to do, even for a full crew in one week, right? And they're going to have live music. Yeah, and that's basically the whole thing in the episode with this is because uh, Donna gets it in her head that Ray, who plays the guitar, mm-hmm. is going to do the and headlining music act at the rave. And write some songs. He plays the guitar and writes some songs. So ridiculous. Like, it's like, hey, uh, Neil Diamond, could you play this rave for us? <laughs> Forever in blue jeans. Right, exactly. Yeah, get to break out your pacifiers, everybody. I know that she's not the brightest, but I didn't realize that she was this stupid. She just wants she wants to push him to succeed. So I think I like Ray gets pissed off about this whole situation. And I think rightfully so, and I think he's kind of right. Now he says to her. Oh, you you know you want to just show me off as some success to your mom. I don't know that that's a hundred percent what's going on, but what I think is she's thinking to herself, he's got to be a success in this songwriting and music business because that's something he could be successful in. He's not going to be a huge titan of industry. He's not going to be any kind of executive. He's not going to be a professional athlete. He's not going to do any of these other things that you can make a lot of money at and be on her level. Mm-hmm. But he could become a famous musician, make some money, and be closer to her level. And I think that's what she's trying to do. I think she's trying to push him to succeed with this instead of just accepting him as he is. Ooh, that's not good. But that's what I see going on. And I think... That's going to be a real... I think that's going to break their relationship eventually. Because I don't think these two are in it for the long haul. Yeah. Well, I mean, God, do you really think that Donna's that shallow? I don't think she's doing it because she's saying to herself, I want him to have money. I think she's she feels like she's being supportive and altruistic. But I think she would feel more comfortable if he was more on her level. Yeah. I think somewhere. And he look at the woman she was raised by. Right. I mean, she's got some of that in her. That's true. She can't be that. The apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. No, not at all. So, and then Andrea. Okay, we're going to go to Andrea. Andrea pissed me off real bad. Yeah. This is this is a interesting. I so I thought we had I thought they just abandoned this plot line. You never know what plot lines are just going to throw away and which ones are going to come back. Right. Well, this one she's at the laundromat. Remember the laundromat where she was pretending to be babysitting mm-hmm. and uh, flirting with this dude. Yeah, when her and Jesse were not having uh, some good times, and then he made a candlelight dinner for her or whatever. Right, and she threw away the dude's number. Right. He's back. He's back at the laundromat. Mm-hmm. And he continues flirting with her. And he's like, oh, did you, you know, throw my number away? Here, I can give you my number again. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, I, I felt like maybe I was losing my... T-. Now, here's the thing. Like, he 
his eyes are so close together, it's a reminiscent <laughs> of fetal alcohol syndrome. Like, so, I mean, it's weird. He doesn't look that good to me as far, you know, like he doesn't look handsome to me. Hmm. I think so, he's nice looking. Really? Yeah. It's the hair. The hair is fooling you. I okay. <laughs> Maybe. Because he has, he has great Hollywood hair. <laughs> I can't deny that. But, okay, in their exchange in the laundromat, though, we don't know how it ended. No. They just cut away. So I don't know. Like, we don't know if um, she took his number again. If there yeah, because was... he starts offering it. Yeah. And she doesn't say no. No. So she may have taken it again. Yeah. And then we see that little Hannah has a fever. Mm-hmm. Because this guy coughed all over her. So they have to take her to the ER. And guess who the doctor in the ER is? It's Mr. Med Student. Oh, you called this, too. I did. Yeah, as soon as they were like, we're going to the ER, I was like, ooh, it's, he's going to be there. So Andrea fucking, you know, she she right off the bat told, said, oh, this is my husband. Mm-hmm. Jesse and you remember my daughter Hannah well because he says she goes Peter and he goes Andrea yeah they they both like idiots and what's his name Jesse's like oh you two know each other yeah so she's Jesse's like oh yeah face is like oh you two fucked yeah he does he looks very suspicious and she's like oh yeah from the laundromat mm-hmm. she's like oh you remember my daughter Hannah and this is my husband so, Jesse Vasquez yeah so he plays along and acts like he already knew mm-hmm and then they're looking at each other. Well, he looks at her, especially. And it's really inappropriate because the baby is sick and crying, and he's supposed to be looking at the baby, mm-hmm. not her. Right. And, like, I want to punch... He's not supposed to be looking at the baby like that, though. <laughs> That's true. Or else he'd be sentenced to life. Oh, no. <laughs> but I want to punch him in the face, and I want Jesse to divorce Andrea. Oh, yeah. Just for, like, the look. I mean, it's so, like, the baby's sick. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. She's a bad mother. Yeah. Like, right there, that's it. You're done. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) You're done. You're done. You're a bad mother, Andrea. I'm done with you. All right. Well, that's so Andrea is dismissed now. (laughs) She also, we also started out with her over at Dylan's studying without her baby. Like... What are you doing, woman? She doesn't have to be everywhere with her baby, you know. But I mean, like, she's spending a little too much time, uh, you know, footloose and fancy free, I think, for I a, a mother. She gave, or she's talking to Dylan about uh, Charles Bukowski, the the poet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I, I knew you'd love him because he's the beat poet of our generation or whatever. Or the rebel poet. And he's... Talking about, I don't know, alcohol and smoke and the bird inside of him that he's killing or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then Dylan's like, do you think he could still do this if uh, he'd been to rehab it, or without his demons or whatever? And like, no, I'm sorry. I don't. Like, yeah, p- tortured artists need to be tortured to make the art. Not all artists are tortured artists. No. This dude was. It's and, obvious. And I don't, there are, there are people that think that alcohol or drugs fuel your creativity and, and things like that. And I, I've never believed that. Oh, no. 
No, I mean, like, at least for me, I can't imagine trying to, like, write or something when I'm, like, drunk. That would be awful. I think those are crutches that people use. Yeah. But I think if you're creative, you're just, that's the way your mind is. Yeah. But, I mean, I I know that there are some people that they just, they need to tap into the pain and Mm. they can... They can still create even if they're fucked up. Yeah, Hemingway would have still been Hemingway without alcohol. He just would have written a lot of weird, different stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't have been you know, bullfighting and, and drinking all night in Paris or whatever. The sun also rises. It would have been, uh, I don't know, Quaker Home Companion or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, would have wrote, he would have written a book about raising six-toed cats or something. I don't know. So while they're discussing uh, literature there, he gets a knock on the door mm-hmm. and he is served with a order to appear in court through registered mail, which I thought they was those summons were supposed to be served by actual like process servers. But I don't know. It's just a just a mailman. Just I mean, like, sign this. Luckily for, for me, I don't personally know because I've never had to do that. So. Oh, OK. Yay. Good for you. Have you? Have I what? Ever been summoned to court? Um, Actually, I don't think I've ever been summoned yeah. to court. I mean, I had to go to court before, too, but I didn't get a summons. Like, I may or may not have spent a night in jail once. Oh. I may or may not have had to appear for a similar charge to what Dylan is appearing for. Oh, no. And I may or may not have gotten a similar sentence to what Dylan got. But uh, I don't think I actually had to be summoned because I think they just uh, they just uh, arrested and processed me. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I got a ticket. Oh, good for you. For trespassing. It's a little bit different than what happens. No, but I mean, like, I got a ticket for trespassing, but I had to go to court. And, like, I don't remember how I knew I had to go to court or, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember exactly <laughs> How that worked, I got You were like Milton Berle in this episode, huh? It's like, I feel like I gotta go to court. (laughs) Let me drive, Chucky. But I mean, I wasn't arrested, so I wasn't, like, there to be brought to court or whatever, like they do. Did you have a lawyer? No. Okay. Well, they must have... Uh, they must have given you something to like a notice to appear. I mean, maybe I did get a summons, and I just don't remember. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so Dylan's, Dylan's got to go, go to court. Yeah. And he tells him to hire this expensive lawyer and he'll, he'll get him off. It's, it's just rich people getting their way. Yeah. That's what this, this show boils down to a lot of times, just rich people getting their way. But he didn't hire that lawyer, did he? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought, I thought he, when he was talking about how he took his advice, he was talking about the actual this is how you should represent yourself oh, advice. Okay. I don't know. This is how you should wrap yourself. <laughs> but he got a year of probation and community service? No. No. His license got taken away for a couple months. Okay. Steve's got the community service. 100 hours. And How many days is that? Uh, <laughs> four days and four hours. Well, okay, but he's not going to be there 24 hours. Well, no, I mean, who knows how many hours. He's a college student, so he's probably only doing a couple hours a day. It's probably like 50 days or something. Wow. 
a whole couple months. Right. Um, he now show- I've lost my fucking place. What? Good. He shows up and the the director of the old folks home is one of those that guys. You know what I mean? No. Where like you see him and you're like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> it's like he's been in he's been a a bit part or a you know a, a co-starring or a side character right. in uh, several movies, TV shows, and it's one of those people you don't know you don't remember you don't know his name his real name and a lot of times you don't exactly remember what parts he played. You're just like, yeah, I know that guy. I've seen yeah. him in many things. And that's this guy. I don't remember what I've seen him in. And I don't know his name. But he's one of those that guys. I, I agree. Like, I feel like he was in an episode of Elf, but I, I don't know. <laughs> he definitely did look familiar. But he is an asshole. Yeah, so he shows up and Steve's like, hey, I heard that uh, all I got to do is see you and you're, you'll take care of it. And he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'll take care of it, you fucking rich piece of shit. Yeah, speaking of rich people getting their way. And why, since he's an asshole, why? Like, who's paying him? Because Steve didn't offer him anything. Rush must have already paid him. That's, Maybe. That's Steve's dad for you. You guys don't remember. That's ridiculous. I'm not talking about Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> so, yeah. Steve Sanders is not going to serve community service. So, yeah, he just has to sign saying he did the community service and he's free to go. And he's practically bouncing out of the nursing home. He's so happy. He's doing cartwheels. But he decides that he's going to do it. He's going to stay and do it because he falls in love with Milton Berle. (laughs) Basically. His his large penis. (laughs) Yeah. This, uh, This old dude... It was kind of cute, though. Saul? Is his name Saul? Saul, yeah. He's like, hey, he's got a paper bag. He's like, get my sheets to the laundry. Right. <laughs> that's, how he, like, that's how he ropes them in. I pissed my bed, and if they find out, they'll give me rubber sheets and a diaper. <laughs> so take it to the laundry and then bring it back tonight. So Steve agrees to do that, and that's the beginning of the end. That's that's how he decides he's going to actually do his community service. Yeah, Milton Burl is plays Saul, and he's some guy that worked on Steve's mom's sitcom, mm-hmm. Hartley House. It sounds like it, it sounds like a fucking orphanage or right. like a place where heroin addicts go to, oh my. to cool out or something like that, right? <laughs> To cool uh, out. I gotta, I gotta go to the Hartley house. Are you talking about a rehab? <laughs> well, like a, like a halfway house. Girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like a sitcom. Like it, it doesn't sound like a sitcom, and it doesn't sound like a family home. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I wouldn't watch a show called Hartley House. Yeah. And expect Chucky and fucking you know whatever. Yeah. Um, Uncle Saul, but he was on the show, and he like Steve recognized him. So that's why, and it's Milton Berle doing all of his classic jokes that he stole from other comedians. So <laughs> he taught you reference Henny Youngman at one point, and he's like, uh, uh, he's the king of the one-liners because uh, the dope couldn't remember two. <laughs> um, and there's a very funny uh, bit that I think they used to, they worked together, and I can't remember, I think it was, yeah, it was Milton Berle doing his show, and... <laughs> Henny Youngman was in the crowd, and it was this is a hilarious joke. So he's is ta- that Grandpa? They're see, they're talking about 
they're talking about the show that Milton Berle's doing or whatever, and Henny Youngman keeps uh, insulting him and his show, telling him he's not funny and all this stuff. And Milton Berle goes, did you see my last show? And he goes, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> see, you laughed. This is funny. It is a funny joke. But so he's doing all his old his old jokes here from the 1956. And... They're having a good time, him and him and Ian Ziering. You can tell there's some chemistry there. Yeah. Between the two of them. And then um, he just flips out one day because he doesn't recognize him. Yeah. He's and, like, you're stealing my fucking Emmy. And nobody bothered to warn him. I don't understand. Like, all the people that work there mm-hmm. who saw how close they're getting and how much time they're spending together didn't think, hey, we should probably warn the kid that mm-hmm. he has Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Right. You know what the closest he came to a warning is that asshole, the that guy, uh, that's, <laughs> that runs the place. He's he's hanging, Steve's hanging out with Milton Berle, Saul, and he calls him out there and he's like, hey, look, I've seen it before, kid. You think you can come in here, do your hundred hours, uh, make these people happy, change their lives? It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This guy's an asshole and never gets his comeuppance, by the way, ever. Yeah. And... Steve's like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Just let uh, let him uh, shrivel up and die here? And this guy's fucking response. I could not have written this response. <laughs> I, I, the, the writers of the show deserve an Emmy for even thinking to write this response. He says to him, that's what he's here for. <laughs> to shrivel up and die. And he's like, just, so awful. just let him do it. That's what he says. <laughs> the guy running... The fucking old folks home. But, I mean, in the context of him having Alzheimer's and no family. I mean, I guess. I mean, he that's what's going to happen. He's not wrong. I mean, he's, he's going to fade out and die. But what an attitude to have. I mean, he's practically fucking Goebbels uh, running this old folks home. <laughs> like, Let them die. Fuck them. Yeah, it's not it's not good. He should not be running this place. But. No. But, um... No, he should be shaving his head and having a fucking swastika hanging behind him in a basement. Steve does some risky shit, though. Like, he actually takes this guy to the peach pit. After he finds out that he has Alzheimer's. And, what and I pissed, was like, ooh, this is not... You don't want to do yeah. this, Steve. And what pisses me off is just because the guy fades out for a second... He's like, oh, oh, time to go. Yeah, let's get you the fuck out of here. And he never You're gets his chicken sandwich. In, embarrassing me in front of my friends. Right? I mean, bring him his chicken sandwich. Yeah. Bring it home. What the hell, Steve? I know. He, all he wants is chicken sandwich. I know that you're very upset about that food <laughs> that he didn't get to eat. I am. <laughs> but no, he's he, he takes him to the peach pit and everyone's there. All his friends. He's like, and he's doing card tricks and stuff like that. Does an amazing card trick for mm-hmm. Donna, but then tries to do it again because he forgets. Yeah, it was not 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 good. No, but no, and they reference Playhouse ninety. What the hell's that again? It's a TV show. Okay. It was a TV show. I believe it was on the Dumont Network, <laughs> a network that no longer exists. But that's what he won his Emmy for. I don't know if that's a real life. I know that Milton Berle, I think Milton Berle won several Emmys, I believe. Because, uh, I mean, he was Mr. Television or whatever. Mm. But I think he won a lot of Emmys for his variety show. I don't 
I don't know if he won one for Playhouse 90 or not. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was a subject of debate when he could not remember. Yes. <laughs> Steve knew. Yeah. Uh, one thing back about Andrea, though, that we forgot to say. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> the, uh, the fucking med student dude was also married. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, by the way, Hannah didn't die. Right. Um, <laughs> she had a hundred degree, hundred degree fever, but I guess babies get high fevers. That's, yeah. That's what they that's said. That's true. That's what I hear. And they, uh, so they said their pediatrician, he's like, I talked to your pediatrician, their fever's down. She says, there's no reason to keep her here. And Jesse's sleeping. And he's like, hey, let me talk to you outside for, for a second. And... That, that's when he reveals he's married, too. And basically, he says, look, you know, we both know what was going on. We're both married. We both, like, basically, he's he seems to be intimating that he still wants to have sex with her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he does. Like, and she gets all mad and offended. Like, you're married? How could you? Like, you were How doing the same you? thing, Andrea. Right. Like, get off your high horse. He calls her out on her hypocrisy pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, you assume this was a, this was not the first time I did this? It was the first time you did it, you know? And he says, you know, he got married too young to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And he said, just like you did. And she's like, no, I didn't. He's like, oh, really? Did you decide to get married before after you flunked the home pregnancy test? Yeah. That was pretty low. I believe they passed, though. I mean, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> right. What um, is failing a pregnancy test? I... S- well, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation you have in life. Right. Um, but I kind of suspect that we're not done with him. Really? I think that her and Jesse might, because I don't think her and Jesse are going to make it. Because he's got that nice Hollywood hair. And because um, they have chemistry and her and Jesse have no chemistry anymore. You really think that they're going to, they're going to break up a family on this show? Maybe. Why not? It's not like half the people on the show are divorced. That's true. So, I mean, just because they have a baby, like, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. They were all babies once. They don't need to make it. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yep, every person was a baby once. That's true. I mean, like, Steve, like, his parents are divorced. And, Steve like, used to be a baby. That's true. <laughs> he used to be a baby. His parents also used to be babies. <laughs> What came first, the baby or uh, the, the the middle-aged man? Shut up. Ridiculous. Anyway, so then we have, we'll go back to Steve and finish out that storyline. Well, what else is there to say? Well, okay, so let's finish out that storyline now then. Uh, he, uh, he keeps, you know, he brings him back and he's like, Steve's just sad because he's they're all painting and everything and Milton Burl's just like just staring blank. Yeah, since you face. guys can't see his face. <laughs> he did try to show you <laughs> through the tape. It was good. But uh yeah, he's got the slack jawed, open mouth, blank stare going, which mm-hmm. you know, like the they told Steve, he's like, How long is this gonna last? They're like, Well, it could be a few minutes, could be a few months, could be the rest of his life. And and that, at any point he could just slip in and not come back out. So, right. but then Steve uh, rattles his keys in <laughs> so front of ridiculous. his face, like he's a fucking baby, because he knows that Milton Berle wants to drive his Corvette because he he mentioned very many times how he wanted to drive his Corvette, 
And that's all it takes to bring him out of his Alzheimer's coma or whatever it is. Yep, that's it's it. like the movie Awakenings with Robert De Niro, and that's all. That's all Robin Williams needed was uh, some keys, right? Yeah, so he takes him for a drive again, even though he could flip out any minute and forget where he is, who he is, what the hell's going on. Try to kill Steve while he's driving. (laughs) Uh, He didn't learn anything. But, you know, Steve's a good guy. Yeah, he's becoming, he's he's becoming a guy. They, they, they talk about what? He's becoming a good guy? What? What the fuck? A good guy? I'm sorry, but the, the edibles just kicked in. (laughs) Apparently. He's tired too. So then we have Valerie. Oh, I forgot about this. And Kelly, Kelly. and Valerie. And this is the other this is the other storyline where you hated somebody. Yeah, cuz Kelly is a bitch. Kelly continues to consistently be a bitch. No, like, you almost used a different C word there. <laughs> no, I did not. Um consistently. <laughs> Her and uh, Valerie apparently are both in abnormal psychology together. All right. And um, we find out that Valerie didn't go to Buffalo. Like she said, she went to Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica man says to smoke some pot, man. So Kelly says that, says to Brandon something like, I bet her mom doesn't even know where she went and Mm -hmm. like all this shit. So. Because she said that she. She was going to go to Buffalo, but she couldn't bring herself to see her mom, and she wasn't ready, so she went to Jamaica instead, and... Her mom understood. Yeah, and Kelly's like, fuck, bullshit, I don't trust her. So, she gets Brandon to call Valerie's mom. Like, why the fuck do they care? I don't know. Just to prove that she was lying, but she wasn't. No. So... She was telling the truth this time. And so Kelly's like, yeah, whatever, I was wrong this time, but I'm right about her. Yeah, she's she's a fucking... How much of this do you think is jealousy? Maybe. Because she's staying in the same room, not same room, but the same house as Brandon with adjoining rooms, right. sharing a bathroom. But yeah, she's like, she uses people, Brandon. Oh, wait, that's later. Mm-hmm. When she has the audacity to ask for Kelly's abnormal psych notes. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't show up to class. She's like, yeah, I've missed a couple of classes, but I'm showing up to most of the classes. You haven't been there all semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a bitch. And she's like, why should why should I go out of my way to help someone who doesn't bother to show up? Yeah, I, I, I busted my ass in this class. She's like, okay, whatever. And, Sorry I asked. Right. And then... And then we get to watch her walk away. Yeah, we do. It's not bad. Uh and then when it's test time, Valerie calls Kelly on, from the payphone and wakes her up because she is sleeping through the fucking test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, did you did you oversleep our, our psych fucking finals in five minutes? So she saved her, which was super nice. And so Kelly is like, you know, kind of grateful, but she's like begrudgingly grateful. Yeah. Like she's not even genuinely like, oh my gosh, thank you. She's like, now I fucking owe this bitch. And, and that's basically how the conversation goes between them. Yeah, Valerie's like, yeah, I'm going to call it. I'm going to collect on what you owe me. Yeah. What do you think she's going to ask for? <laughs> Brandon's cock. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. She'll be like, I'm lonely. Give me your boyfriend. We'll see. See what happens. Well, I don't think Kelly would be that upset. I think she'd just go to Dylan. Yeah. Agreed. 
Kelly's just an awful person, though. I really don't like her at all. Yeah, she's she's. I mean, and we we finally go through an episode without talking about her horrible burns. So I wonder if that means they're gone forever now. I hope so. We'll see. I hope so because I'm so sick of that storyline. Um, anything else? I think that was it. No. That's that is the entirety of the episode. I kept waiting for Milton Burl to die, but he didn't. So yeah, they let him live. He just you know, it's just a face fate worse than death, right? It's life sentence. Um, so go ahead and write us at latefee nineteen ninety four daywall.com. dot com. Okay. Check out our website at Mm-hmm. Share the tape with your friends. Do that. And uh, tell all your friends about this show. Tell them. Yep. And listen to the uh, main show tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.